Hello, and welcome to Real Deals On Air. I'm Nicholas Nevelling, and in this program, Real Deals takes a detailed dive into asset-based lending. I recently joined a group of lenders, advisors, and GPs on a call to take stock of where ABL stood after a year of COVID disruption, and to debate how ABL has been used to fund new deals and refinance existing loans through the pandemic period. The guests joining me for the discussion were Richard Babington from Mobius, Sarah Day from DLA Piper, Edward Godfrey from DC Advisory, Jeremy Harrison from ABN AMRO Commercial Finance, and Oliver Jones from Rutland Partners. We kicked off discussion with a look at the M&A market and how ABL was used in M&A scenarios during a period of uncertainty. Jeremy Harrison at ABN Commercial Finance gave his perspective on lending in a volatile market and explained why ABL lenders were able to deliver financing packages at pace in fast-moving deal processes. There is no doubt that M&A did reduce in terms of activity last year. We, we, we saw that. But towards the end of the year and, and September, October, November, we, you know, we were in a competitive situation and deli- did deli- deliver on time for an M&A deal um, with, with, a, with a PE firm who was very used to using ABL. Part of the complaint in the past has been, can ABLs really move quick enough to keep in time with an M&A process? And I'm very firmly of the view, and I have been for a number of years, that, that, that we can. Uh, obviously, we need the due diligence done on the collateral, and that, that sometime is, sometimes is, is where things can be, be slow. But now... Now we've got um, you know, independent firms that can be used, that, that can get access, that can do things even remotely now, as we've, if we've, as we've seen within the last few, um, few months. So I think that, that ABL, it has to be a serious contender in M&A, um, you know, very much so. And you know, I, can, I can show examples where, where we've done it and, and, and kept to deadlines. We have short lines of communication, and if we really want to and really need to and really want to work with a particular PE firm, which of course we would, um, we, we can deliver. And it's probably down to the lawyers then to help us with the documentation. <laughs> DC Advisory Managing Director Edward Godfrey said familiarity with the ABL product or a vendor pushing for ABL as a credible option were the key predictors of whether a GP would use ABL to finance a deal. Lots of PE firms who are less familiar with the yeah. product, mm-hmm. and for them, it's a more difficult challenge to get over. Mm-hmm. But if, if there were a sell-side situation where the vendor was absolutely pushing ABL as a credible option, had, had laid the groundwork for a buyer, I think that would be key for the less familiar buyers to adopt ABL. And it means the process can be more adapted to suit an ABL lender's needs. DLA Piper partner Sarah Day said ABL would gain even more traction if asset surveys and valuations could be included in due diligence processes as standard. I think it behoves all of us in the industry to, to be encouraging that because what, what makes it difficult, I think, um, or perceived as difficult, I think it probably boils down to two things. One is um, the, the need for valuations and surveys, understanding the assets. Well, I mean, if we can just get it to be more normal that there is an element of asset um, DD done as, as part of a vendor process, or at least it's an option that can be pulled down quite quickly. And if we can find other, other ways of doing that, that as an issue goes away. 
Um, and again, a lot of in some sectors like recruitment, um, a lot of the assets are online. So it, it's quite an easy thing to, to do. But what did the GPs think about ABL? Rutland's Oliver Jones said understanding the ABL offer was crucial for dealmakers considering using the product. The key is understanding the rules of engagement, both from a lender and a borrower. And, and, and if you really understand how it works and understand this point around the underlying asset is everything to these guys. So the, the, the key is understanding the quality of information around that collateral, how it gets policed and reported. And for me, most crucially, how much headroom you need to leave as a borrower to, to deal with the what ifs. Mobius's Richard Babington said he was surprised ABL due diligence was cited as a barrier to uptake at all as all investors should be asking for the same information as a matter of course. I think the ABL lenders are unashamedly lending on the back of, of assets. So it's entirely reasonable that they should be able to see, you know, an up-to-date age debtor ledger, um, an up-to-date asset register, photos, physical condition. If it's a manufacturing bit of kit with a, you know, with a, with a counter on the side of it to know what that looks like and a detailed 12 or 36 month cash flow to show how you're paying off the debt you take on. And I think, I think if you've got a business that can't show that, I'd say it's less the ABL guy's issue and more your issue because it's the basics that, that I think you should be looking at whenever you make an investment. And uh, the sort of countenancing going into a, a deal without that knowledge of, uh, of that kind of information is, is quite tricky. I think on the other side, when we're trying to be competitive in deals, there are people who just don't do that nowadays. And then it becomes a tough thing because certainly if you're trying to engage the other side and say, you've got to go around and count your widgets, and then someone else is not saying that, then, yeah. then that is tricky. But to be honest, those guys in, in the long run will head for a fall anyway. Um, but I think a lot of the stuff that we're asking for, people should, people should be doing as a matter of course. Anyway, that's just good business management. ABN Amro's Jeremy Harrison agreed. I love ABL because what it does, it, it gives me that view on the debtor book and the cash or the assets, because if it's, if, it's a, if it's other assets as well as ABL, I've got a good view of what's going on. And I like the reporting, actually, because it's a good discipline for the business, particularly when you've got a carve out from a PLC who probably haven't been used to um, cash constraints in the past. So, so or, or, or more, a more business that's owned by PE, where, where you're going to be much more focused on cash than if you're part of a, a much bigger PLC. DC Advisory's Edward Godfrey said one silver lining to the disruption of the last year for ABL was that deal processes had slowed, giving all parties more time to understand the benefits ABL could bring to the table. A lot of the M&A processes that are coming to market tend to be a little bit more difficult. They tend to be, they're not running to the same aggressive timetables on the whole as they were maybe the year before. And I think that creates a little bit more room in the process to bring in more parties to address the needs of the of the buyer in that situation, and it, uh, in my experience over the last year, the situations are appropriate. They tend to be much more collaborative between buyer, um, buyer and seller, and I think that creates the room, that creates the opportunity for ABL to get the audit done, for all the parties to get familiar with it, and and creates a better chance. So maybe that's a foothold for for the years ahead of us. Conversation then turned to refinancing with Rutland's Oliver Jones, explaining why long-term relationships with lenders had proven invaluable through the disruption of the last 12 months. Therefore, there'd have to be a really good reason to want to refinance away from people who have supported you in the bad times. And the, the, the whole reason of having that long, long-term long mindset is for precisely the reason of things like this year, when the, the unexpected happens, you're not quite sure 
if if it's a sort of syndicated loan that's gone into different places and you don't know who your counterparty is, it gets a lot more challenging. And DLA Piper Sarah Day, however, said she had been surprised by the number of borrowers that had refinanced with new lenders and outlined one example of a borrower switching from a syndicated credit revolver to an AVL facility. We saw, we did see a surprising number of refinancings in the sense of rebankings or moving from one financial okay. institution to another, um, toward, but not in that first flush, but yeah. towards that sort of, you know, um, the, the back end of lockdown one. And that was driven partly by exactly what you were seeing at the beginning of lockdown one, which had people just feeling unloved. And, yeah. and I, I was surprised because normally in a, in a troubled market, you better the devil you know, but actually people were saying I wasn't either troubled enough or big enough to get any attention. And I just wanted to move to, I had an approach from another funder, a PLC, from a syndicated large RCF onto a, an ABL line, precisely for that reason. And once you start it getting mainstream in that sense, and once you start each, um, it, it only takes one positive experience for each debt advisor, one positive experience for a, a PE house, and you begin to get that mindset change. Finally, conversation turned to remote working and how ABLs and DMAKers had adapted to restrictions on travel and meetings. Mobius's Richard Babington said remote working had its upsides, but that there was no substitute for being on site. Richard Babington with the final word. I still think you want to be physically seeing things. It sort of scares the bejeeze yeah. me when someone pops some bit of PR, PR up and they said, we did all this virtually without seeing the business. You know, all the houses look great on right move, but it's only when you go to the front door when you find out whether it smells of cigarettes or not. So we still want to be going physically on site for the sniff test. But to the extent we can blend, you know, can blend the two, working virtually can be quite efficient, but I still want people going on site and looking, looking under the table.